This is Mike from Smashing 50, and I'm chatting now with Jake Milani, who's uh, 46 years old, just going on 47. He's in Florida, over in the US. Um, he's divorced with two kids, aged 12 and 14. He works full time. And at the beginning of this journey, uh, Jake, who's five foot 11, was 205 pounds and is now weighing in at 155 pounds. And Jake came to my attention when he posted an image of himself to a Facebook group that we're both members of called Motivation Fitness Tips. And the image was so striking, the difference between Jake's starting point and where he is now. And I'll probably see if I can put a picture of, of that on the, the website on Smashing 50. And if and there was about 240 comments. And Jake, thank you so much for agreeing to chat to me. And uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate you having me on. Good, good, good. Um, so let's talk briefly about that Facebook post. So there were about 240 comments on that, which is uh, a high number. And not all of them were positive. I didn't read all of them, but I, I read a number of them. And uh, how, how has your experience been around that Facebook post? It is a little strange to wake up and see multiple comments on a post that you put up the night before. Um, I've posted some things on those group sites. Normally, you don't get much activity. Um, some of these groups do really support their members. But to wake up to see some of the positive, a couple of negative, but for the most part, I saw a lot of positive comments. Yeah. It really does make you feel good about the work that you've put in. Absolutely, because, you know, I'm rightly deserved as well, because, yeah, a lot of positive comments as well. And how, does you, how do you feel about these people who say that's not natural? Um, really, someone else brought up the comment that they hope that people accuse them of using performance enhancing drugs, that they look at that level. So to me, sometimes it's kind of a compliment to someone who knows they'd go the natural route. Yeah. To hear that, um, people who usually look at the body style of someone who's doing that can tell I've got a thinner frame. I am um, a skinny yet defined muscle, I guess, lean muscle build. Yeah. So some people think that that's hard to achieve unless you do it through, you know, enhancing drugs. But what I look at, if you put time in like I did, it took me four years to get there. So it was, nothing was quick. Mm -hmm. So at the moment, how often and when do you exercise? Uh, for me, I learned if I can beat the clock and get up in the morning, I have no excuses at the end of the day. So I get up at 4.05, I'm to the gym by 5 o'clock mm -hmm. and done usually by 6.30, 7 o'clock. Okay, so you're putting in a good uh, one and a half to two hours usually with that's travel time so i'd say at least an hour if not an hour and a half um that's usually every day during the week on the weekends i do a more relaxed um distance run i'll go out for you know anywhere from six to ten miles mm -hmm. but running is really what got me started when i wanted to get into working out i knew if nothing else i could wake up early lace up my shoes and go run from two to five miles that, that, yeah, that's a good point. When I first started as well, 
that was the first thing that I did because I knew how I knew I knew how to run and it was the easiest thing that I you know at the time my son was really young he was only one so time was of the essence and just being able to put a pair of shoes on and go out the door just to go and run for 30 minutes 40 minutes that was where I started as well and the gym came later for me also and that's how I got introduced to the gym it was more or less the running got me into doing a 5k and then the 5k I believe I placed in my age group and by winning your age group they gave me a gift basket to the local gym So I got a one week membership to one of the local gyms that actually it was different. The gym that I went to and that I go to still is Orange Theory Fitness. I don't know if you've heard of Orange Theory over there. No, no. It's more of a class based workout. It's a one hour workout where you're going to do 20 minutes of treadmill, 20 minutes of rowing and 20 minutes of body weight. And basically what they do it's kind of heart rate monitors. So you're watching your heart zones, you're getting to the different levels. And if you can burn in a higher zone, you're gonna burn more calories, which is gonna to lead to losing better weight, things like that. So it's more of cardio based. So I did that to get my cardio going. So, so and so, a small introduction to weights. And, and so you still have a, a kind of equal split between strength and cardio? It's a good mix. Um, more on the cardio because you're doing probably 20 minutes to 30 minutes on the treadmill and then you're getting 20 to 30 minutes on the weight floor but you do have a personal trainer in there through the whole class they've got a pre-workout already set so when you show up you don't really have to think about what to do it's a group class so someone in the divorce world at my age i didn't have many people in fitness that i knew when i got involved in the group classes it really gave you kind of a a self-worth of being there. People counted on you if you don't show up. There's a lot of partner workouts and things like that. So it was more community instead of, you know, it wasn't just gym. I wrote a blog post uh, a couple of years ago about the benefits of joining the gym. And and one of them that I'd researched was that whole community spirit. So I think especially if you you come from that divorced world, you know, middle-aged men as well, as we all know, to tend to have fewer friends than when they were younger or, or women indeed so uh so that's a good place to uh to find that community so um how how would you say exercise has changed your life then we'll talk a little bit ago about um that starting point what was your motivation to to get started i think once i did get into the group classes i was competitive as a youth i played a lot of sports I was either captains on my team, things like that. And when I got into the group fitness, I looked at it almost like it was track practice or it was practice for a a high school sport. So in my mind, the competitive nature came over. And even though they say it's not competitive, they have benchmark where we all run a mile for distance or a mile for speed in 12 minutes, we run for distance. So they create a like a competitive environment So for me, once I got turned on to that group fitness and I saw people my age, I met another guy in my group that's, you know, 46 years old. There's a guy that's 52. The guy that's 52 years old can run a five minute flat mile, Mm -hmm. which on our treadmill is a 12.0. So he's in his fifties. He puts it at a 12 and can run a whole mile without slowing down. 
there's only a couple other people that can do that. But that competitive nature, it reminded me of my youth and it just kind of brought back that good feeling of let's wake up and let's get this, you know, let's get it started. So that's what did it for me. We touched on it briefly before we started recording. Um, But you mentioned that the picture that you had, that you have contrasted on Facebook and you were at a wedding. Is that right? You were divorced and at a wedding and you saw. Well, I saw a picture at my brother's wedding. And at that point, I was probably at my heaviest, 205 pounds, well over 200 pounds. And I just hadn't really seen myself from afar and noticed the difference that had happened in the last, say, five years or so. Yeah. And that was a lot of bad decisions. I was, you know, back then I wasn't watching what I was eating. Um, I was drinking, things like that. Now I've cleaned that up. I don't eat that unhealthy. Um, There's no alcohol in my life at all. I haven't drank probably two years. And that's more just by choice. It just doesn't fit my goals, my lifestyle. I like to wake up with a clear head. If I have alcohol in my system, it it just doesn't work. For me too. I'm three years without drinking now, and it was all part of the vision. It was part of became part of my identity that I didn't want to have any of that kind of fuzzy head. Even one or two beers was leaving me waking up with a fuzzy head, and I just didn't want that anymore. Yes. So, and what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, there's a belief there that people think you know you need to have alcohol to to relax or to have a good time, but that's just part of you know that society, isn't it? But once you come to learn that you don't need it, then as you say, what's what's the point? Absolutely. And um, you you spoke just briefly there about nutrition. So um, nutrition obviously goes hand in hand with the with the exercise. So what does your typical day look like now? What what do you eat? I think the nutrition I got into, I did a six week challenge at a different gym in town and they have a personal trainer there. So along my journey, I've met a lot of personal trainers that have given me little, little things that I've kind of absorbed, but this trainer really touched on nutrition mm. and he talked just about cleaning out the sugars and basically gave me a program. So in the morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have probably two or three scrambled eggs. I'm going to have one cup of quick oats. I'm going to put some PB fit in there and a scoop of protein mm-hmm. and some blueberries. So every morning I have the eggs in the oatmeal. Yeah. And then for lunch, I do two lunches. They're about the same. I can use one cup of greens, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, green beans, six ounces of protein, chicken, lean ground beef, pork, and then one, probably three quarters cup of carb for lunch. Mm-hmm. So I'll either do white rice. I don't mind doing white rice. White versus brown doesn't matter to me. I'll do white rice. Yeah. Um, I'll do the protein pasta or I'll just do oats again. I really like quick oats. So, and then for dinner, I repeat almost the same portion, only a little bit more. I'll do eight ounces of protein. Mm-hmm. So I basically repeat the same meals but I mix up what I'm having, whether it's um, Brussels sprouts, green beans, sweet potatoes, things like that. It, it, it's a good strategy to have, isn't it? Keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just have a few meals that, that you alternate between and then you, you can't go wrong. I can throw three pork loins in the oven and have pork for, you know, four days. Yeah. Yeah. So 
once you got started, was it purely just the classes that, that kept the motivation going? Uh, because, you know, often you start and you go for three months and then you quit. And, and you know, on those days when you feel like giving up, you know, what's the motivation to, to keep going? How, how did you keep going this time? I think for me, it was really a couple of things. When I went through divorce, I had my best friend in the world who ended up passing away. He was also had gone through divorce just before that. And when he did, he started working out and I saw what his life had changed and how his life was going. He's gotten things together. He looked great. He was a little bit younger than me, but I saw that change in him. And then a little bit later, when I went through divorce, I kind of told him and I joked around to him. I said, I'm going to get better abs than you one day. <laughs> and we joked about that. So when he passed away, that was the trigger where I just had started working out and I'd gotten the motivation from him. And when he did pass, it was something that I just kind of always held with me that like I was bound determined to get to get there, to get better abs than him, you know. So that was that's always been in the back of my mind as well. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about your loss there. Um, well, at this age, though, right, this is the age where we're going to have that. Exactly. Yeah. I, so. I, lost, I lost a friend a couple of years ago um, also. Um, and yeah, like you say, it's at this age. We st it starts now, doesn't it? Um, it is. And you, you spoke briefly there about that six pack and those abs. So I know from experience and from speaking to other people that abs are really hard to build. And that was one of the things, one of the features about the photograph that you put on Facebook that stood out. <laughs> you have a, a fantastic six pack. So how did you create those abs? It's, it is a lot of genetics. I must give praise to my mom and my dad because that is, my dad's a hardworking farm boy and my mom's just a little, you know, tone, thin, you know, um, and I don't do a lot of ab exercises, but I think the mix of the full like weight routine in the rowing that I get at Orange Theory yeah. really did help. We do a lot of exercises where you're moving the core. Um, one thing that I do at home, and maybe this is a tip for some of the guys, I have a BOSU ball. Everybody knows the BOSU ball, right? The half ball. Yeah. I get on my phone and I just lay on the BOSU ball and I can do crunches. A lot of times people sit there on their phone for 10 minutes straight, just looking at Facebook or whatever social media you're looking at, listening to this podcast. Yeah. And if I do that, when I'm done with a workout and I get home in my garage, I will get an extra 10, 15 minutes of abs just by doing that. But the BOSU ball, you get a long stretch on it. And for me, it's, it's one of the better ab workouts. Well, I've got one of those in, in the gym that I go to. So uh, and I, haven't, weapon. I haven't used it yet. So I'm going to check out some videos and, uh, and then I'll, I'll give it a go myself. Uh, what would you say has been the biggest challenge then that you've overcome on this over this four years? Um, I think, I guess the biggest challenge for me, let's see, the nutrition side, the workout part is fun. Like I enjoy, like people, when they go on vacation, they can't wait to get up and go to the beach, things like that. That's kind of how I feel about working out, especially when I have a class with, you know, 25 people and I know them all personally. Yeah. So the workout part is easy. The biggest challenge for me is putting down the urge to 
eat, you know, grab something, have a bowl of cereal before I go to bed, have some pizza, have ice cream, things like that, have soda. Mm -hmm. Um, Soda was a big weakness. So for me, I struggle mentally and sometimes I fluctuate in my weight a little bit, but my goal, I take the body scans quite a bit. My goal is always to be about seven and a half percent body fat, Mm -hmm. that ballpark. I've gotten down below five and I've started it like, I don't know what I was when I first started, but when I lost the original weight, the first scan I had was around 12 or 13%. And now I usually walk around about seven and a half percent body fat. Wow. So in that picture though, I was probably about a little over five because yeah. that was a race that we did right during a challenge that I had. So at that point, that was pretty, it's weird when you look at your body and you're not used to seeing that. So really that is the motivation, like to see myself and to say, not how can I get there, but how do I not lose that? And how do I maintain that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fear the, of losing it. The, the, they say, don't they, that, you know, having a big, strong why when you start is important, but as you progress, it's, it's just the, um, the continuation, the, the, the the remembering uh, how you feel, the, mm-hmm. the understanding that where you've got to, that that becomes the motivation, as you say, in not losing it. Yep. And I feel great. I wake up in the mornings and I have a clear head, you know, and mm-hmm. I try to drink a gallon of water a day that helps push anything out of my body. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's a good feeling. I like to go to the gym and people come up to you, talk to you, ask what your routine is. And the positivity in the gym, it's just a really good, really good vibe. And I noticed it in the comments on the Facebook post that there were a few people who said, I'd love to look like that, but there's no way I could do that. Um, And I think anything is possible. Uh, You know, it's all about belief, really. So no no matter where you're starting from, anything is possible. So what advice would you give to someone who's, who's perhaps listening to this and they're where you were four years ago and they want to start getting fit. I would tell everyone, basically look in the mirror, look at yourself when you were maybe at your fittest, because when I was young, I was a very thin, very skinny person. So I got bullied because I was skinny, not because I was overweight. Some people think of looking at themselves in the mirror and seeing, you know, someone who was overweight. I remember being the kid that was scrawny. So to me, I tell someone, don't try to look like someone that you see on a Facebook post. Try to look at the best version of you. If you're built like a rugby player, be the best rugby player that you can be. If you're built like a swimmer, be the best swimmer you can be. If you're built like me, I'm built like a runner. I'm I'm lean and thin. Mm. I'm not gonna put on mass muscle. So find the best version of yourself and have that as your goal. Don't put something that's not your body type as your definition of the standard. Yeah. It's a, it's a, that's my advice. It's good advice. Yeah. I think uh, there's a book, Atomic Habits, um, where, where they speak about that. It's like, you know, if you're built to play basketball, play basketball, you know, and yeah. if you're not built to play basketball. But then they say that. And then there was actually a guy who was about five foot two who actually won the slam dunk competition uh, in 1990 something so there you go anything is possible um so 
what apps or courses have you found useful? Obviously, you've found your local gym and the community there, but is there anything yep. you've found useful? Um, for me, I do Strava, the running app, yeah. and I can track my workouts. It's kind of a social community as well because you can you can have followers. People can count, you know comment on your runs and things like that. So Strava has been good for me because even if I'm jogging by myself, I know that my girlfriend or my cousin up in Michigan, they're going to see what I did. So yeah. even though I'm jogging by myself, mentally, I can tell myself, take it easy. But sometimes I push myself because I know other people are going to see my run. So having an interactive like technology like that in the Garmin watch, mm. it's that's that's good for me. And then the motivational groups, like I found you folks, um, I don't really necessarily follow that many people on Instagram, maybe some of the local people that go to my gym, because mm -hmm. um, there's a couple like there's a IBF pro and there's a couple of the trainers that are really good. But uh, I like the motivational groups like this and the 40 and beyond groups. Mm -hmm. It basically hits people that are in my situation or similar uh, lifestyles in what they're doing, how they're achieving their goals, um, just what's going on with, you know, people that are, you know, Gen Xers. Mm. And so well, what's your vis vision for the future now then? What, what goals are you work working towards right now? I actually am to the point where I'd like to start thinking about retirement now. So what that looks like, I don't know. Um, I would like to find a routine that I know I can enjoy life. I live in Florida. We live on the beach. There's a lot of good food. I want to be able to uh, enjoy that, enjoy working out. Um, I think for me, it's not going to be a CrossFit type of lifestyle. Some of that stuff I think is too hard on the body. Mm. I think mine is going to be more of a take a nutrition and a more of a green zone instead of a, like an orange or a, you know, burning high calorie zone. I think I'm going to try to take a more laid back approach to working out, knowing that it's a long, it's a long haul. It's not something that has a, a quick end to it. I've got to work out a long time. If I'm going to run a lot of miles uh, this year, I just passed the thousand mile mark. So I'm just over a thousand miles that I've run this year. I'll probably do 1200 for the year. Right. So if I do that every year, that's going to add up on my body. Yeah. Absolutely. So for me, protecting my body and giving it the nutrition that it needs to stay uh, healthy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have to remember that we, we want to look good, but it's not only is it difficult for us to, you know, in our late 40s to build muscle, but we have to think about maintenance as well. You know, we're, we're not we're not 20 anymore. It is hard. I get tired. Some of the guys at the gym, you know, and they ask me like, are you doing anything? And I say, no, man, I'm, I feel like an old man sometimes. Like I'm tired in the afternoons. Yeah. yeah. So it is, it is difficult in, to build muscle at our age. It is hard to put muscle on. Mm. Whenever I do a cut, I try to watch my heart zones. So I don't get, I don't burn muscle because I'll stop burning fat and get into the muscle and start burning muscle. Mm. I don't want to do that. And so just to, to, to wrap up, um, how would you say exercise has changed your life? You know, really, I was lucky. Like I said, as a youth athlete, I excelled. I'd had 
you know, a lot of good sports activities that I participate in. And now I feel like it almost brings me back to that. It almost gives me that youthful feeling. I'll show up to a 5K. We did the tunnel to towers. And it was one of those days where it was warm out. It's Florida. I had my grandfather's American flag. And I ended up, took my shirt off. I felt good about myself. I got to run the 5K with the flag. Um, Just, it's just one of those things that fitness has really brought me a lot of a lot of pride. My kids look at me like they say, wow, dad, you know, my friends say that you're in really good shape. So when I hear that from my friends or from my kids, that their friends talk about that stuff, it it does make you feel good. And they've even said, I wouldn't mind getting in shape like you, dad. So to hear that from them, that I'm giving them an example too, it's just extra, you know? That's, yeah, that's really motivating, isn't it? That, That makes you feel really good. Yeah, to hear them say that they want to try it. And actually, my oldest is 14 now. So you have to be 14 to take your first Orange Theory class. Mm -hmm. So I may try to get her into one and see if something like that maybe turns her on at a young age to some type of activity because they don't play any sports now. But maybe maybe something like that might get them running on the treadmill and then get them into track or cross country or something like that. Yeah, excellent. And did did you think the fact that you are so active now and have a lot more energy and vitality that's seeped into other parts of your life into your work or on your your emotional life or your spiritual life or any other parts of your life i think it has um i guess it becomes a lot of what you do when you are up early in the morning at the gym or a lot of times if i don't go in the morning or sometimes i'll go in the morning and then go in the afternoon as well I'll get the orange theory class in the morning and then I'll go do weights at night. Mm. So, but for me, I mean, spiritually, it's just giving me that calming. Sometimes I go out on a run and what I like about a long run is you can clear your mind. For me, I know I have an hour, hour and a half to run. And sometimes that's the most at peace that I am with myself is when I go on a long run all by myself and I can just kind of jog and not worry about the speed or the finish line just to go ahead and, you know, be alone with your thoughts. You can, you can kind of go into that meditative, meditative space. Yep. Yep. And down here, we've got some beautiful spaces. I can run on the boardwalk right by the ocean Mm. and it's, it's beautiful. Same here in Barcelona. We've got some, some really nice runs along the beach here. And so Jake, thank you so much for your time. Uh, If you just stay on the call just for a few minutes and we'll just here. So yeah, that was, uh, Mike from Smashing 50 speaking with Jake Milani and I'll put an image if I can onto smashing50.com slash podcast and you can see the image there that's going to blow you away and really get a feel for transformation that Jake has made and that you could make too. It's inspiration for us all. So thank you very much for your time, Jake. All right. Thanks, Mike.